In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Double-Edged Sword, a Christian podcast ministry presented by Father Gennard Lazar. Father Gennard is a parish priest of the Mud-Edda Parish of the Assyrian Church of the East in Turlock, California. Here's Father Gennard. One of the many questions I've been posed with um, and confronted uh, by many people, various people, is how to build a, um, a relationship or how to better our relationship with God. And how can we do that through prayer? And, you know, some confess that they pray, they, they communi- communicate with God, but they still don't feel that their, their, their relationship is still somewhat lacking. Well, to build a, a relationship with God, we need to have an understanding of God. We need to have love. We need to have respect. We need to have reverence for God, our Creator. Praise be to His name. We need to know who God is. We need to know God us as our Father, as we proclaim the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, meaning that He is a kind and approachable God. And we refer to God, the Father. A Father has children. You see, we, we refer to Jesus Christ, our Savior, as the heavenly bridegroom, or let's say the husband of the church. So that's why we, we, we cannot claim that we are the children of Jesus Christ. No, we are the children of the Father. But Christ has the most important role to play in that gift of uh, being called the children of God. So, and we'll talk about that. So we need to know that God is our Father. And who are his children? This is where Jesus Christ comes into the most significant role of our faith. Is We read in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, that all who are, have believed in Jesus Christ, the heavenly bridegroom, the Son, the Son of the God, praise and glory be to his name, that all those who are, have faith in Jesus Christ are called the children of God, Galatians 6, uh, 3.26. And he goes on to say in verse 27, For they who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So we have put on Christ, we believe in Christ, baptized in his name, we become the adopted children of God the Father. So first and foremost, know that God is our Father. And Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father in heaven. By, by acknowledging God is your Father, we acknowledge that he is approachable. He's not some um, fearful um, um, being that is waiting to gouge our eyes out, as our 
parents used to teach us. Baba Allah Paltlo Nanuch. Oh God the Father is going to gouge your eyes out. No, God doesn't gouge your eyes out. Um, but that was a scare tactic. It worked. Here we are today. Well, I mean, we believe in God. Glory to his name. We need to know that he is almighty. I think this is where people lack. You know, God has been portrayed as the, the gentleman next door. You know, he's our neighbor. He's a good friend of mine. Well, God is a lot, a lot, a lot more than a good friend and a best friend. Actually, God is not our best friend. God is not our good friend. God is our God. He is almighty. In the in the Aramaic version of the Nicene Creed, we believe in one God, the Father Almighty, we say in English. But means that he holds everything. He is sovereign, he is independent, he is uh, autonomous, he is self-governing, he is self-determining. In the morning, morning prayers of the third Sunday of great, great Fast, the priest prayed unto you, listen to these characteristics of God that are true and befitting to him and him alone, glory to his name, and to his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto you, O King of Justice, Restitute, Father of Righteousness, Lord of truth, and he goes on to say, who dwells in the incomprehensible light of his concealment. A lot more than just a best friend or a friend. So know that God is our Father, yet he is almighty. And know that he is our creator. He is the maker of all things. The first four words of the Holy Scriptures are, in the beginning, God. In Psalm 103 verse 19, we read, The Lord God establishes his throne in heaven and his kingdom, that is dominion, province or reign, is authorized over all. So God is the creator, maker of all things, and he holds everything in his perfect will. He holds everything in his perfect hands. I can go on and on, but you know you need to you need to work on knowing God. We need to do that ourselves, you know, by meditating, by contemplating, by pondering on God, and we can do that in the spirit. So once we have an understanding of God, and what I meant by in the spirit is is you know God is is untouchable, untangible. God is spirit, as Jesus says, and those who worship must worship him in truth and in spirit. Meaning, emptying your mind out, contemplating, and, you know, meditating and thinking about who this God is. He's, he's, he's unseeable. We cannot see God because no one has seen God and died. But when we, you know, sometimes when we really think deep and uh, allow the Holy Spirit, you know, when do you want to understand God, when we want to have a relationship with God, we ask the Holy Spirit to intercede as well. Um, and, you know, when you really want to know God, you, I mean, simply look at Jesus Christ, um, what he did, his power, his, his characteristics, his love. So knowing God and knowing that he is our creator um, are the first I believe the most, well, the first important steps that we need to take to have that relationship with God. One of the best ways of doing this is 
reading the lives of the saints. Now, some of you may be surprised. You know, we have we have the biography of some of the saints: Saint George, the illustrious martyr; Saint Zaya, um, Saint Mary, the mother of Christ. By reading the lives of the saints, we see how they contemplated God, how they uh, had that relationship, it nurtured the relationship, how they persevered God, how they worshipped God, how they gave up everything and became soldiers for Christ and became truly the children and the servants of God who today are our example. Now some may have a concept of God that is an unapproachable God, inaccessible God, to the point that we cannot have a relationship with God. He is God. Just leave him there, you know. Well, I think this has been refuted. This is, you know, disapproved by the term that he is referred to by us and his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate, taught us to call him father, meaning approachable, and we are his children. Imagine a father where the children cannot approach him. A father that is in the household, but the children have no access to the father. That is not a a great fatherly and a uh, children relationship. That's why Jesus says, and I'm and I'm keep reporting, uh, you know, repeating this. That's why Jesus taught us to call him our Father. He is kind. He is loving. God actually invites us. On the contrary, God invites us to a relationship. Isaiah chapter one verse eighteen. Come now, listen to you know. When I first heard this ver- verse. We read the scriptures and we think we know it all and understand it, but sometimes you hear it and it just hits you in the face and wakes you up. This is God speaking. This is God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth and who holds everything. There's an invitation in Isaiah 1.18. Come now, let us reason together, said God. This is, He's inviting us to have a relationship, have a communication with him, to talk to him, to reason with him. And this in Isaiah 1.18, pertains to the fallen state of man. He's talking to sinners. He goes on to say, Though your sins are as scarlet, that is red, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You know, he's talking to sinners. So God invites both the sinners and the righteous to speak to him, to have a communication with him. Some people will think, no, well, you know, God does not listen to sinners. And I'm going to quote a verse where it actually says, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but that's not from the mouth of Jesus Christ. That's from a, a person who was healed. Let's get to that. When, we'll talk about that when we get to it. So from the get-go, if we think that God is only available and listens to the righteous people, those who are at church every Sunday, those who quote scriptures, those who attend Bible studies, those who do good, that's the only people, type of people God listens to and wants to have a relationship with, rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. This is certainly not the God that we know. This is not the God of the Holy Scriptures and this is not the God that the church has been preaching for 2021 years and that the church fathers have been speaking about and that the saints gave up their lives to. No, God is an approachable God, both to righteous and sinners. So how do we begin to approach this God to begin a strengthen a strong relationship first and foremost and and you know the question was how do we how do we strengthen our relationship through prayer yes exactly through prayer you know the key to a healthy christian life 
is prayer and fasting. And I'm going to tell you why as we go on. But let's have a look at some of the church fathers, what they write about prayer. St. John Chrysostom, who is the Archbishop of Constantinople in the 3rd and 4th century, listen to what he writes. Prayer is the place of refuge for every worry, a foundation of cheerfulness, a source of constant happiness, a protection against sadness. This is prayer. It's not preaching the word of God. It's not witnessing about Jesus Christ. This is not feeding the, the homeless. This is praying. His Holiness Marawa, uh, Catholicos Patriarch, writes in one of his books, and I'm going to promote that towards the end. He has a book on uh, a, a booklet for beginners prayer booklet, it's called actually. He writes that prayer is the offspring of faith. When you have faith, you pray. Prayer is acknowledgement of the presence of God in our life. So how can you build a relationship with God when you do not acknowledge his presence, when there is no presence in your life? <coughs> Excuse me. Prayer is an opportunity to speak with our creator and Lord. And I'm going to add to this, in reverence and in awe. Reverence and in awe. Remember, God is not a best friend. God is not my mate, who I see in the morning and say, G'day mate, how you going? For the Aussies there. Or, uh, howdy. I think I got that right. <laughs> no. When we pray, when we talk to God, we don't get a mate him. No. And I'll, I'll give you the process towards the end. In Psalm chapter 5, verse 7, But as for me, listen to these words. In the abundance of your loving kindness or grace, will I come into your house. In your fear will I worship towards your holy temple. This is going into the church. This is what the psalmist is telling us, that we enter the church, the place of worship, the place of the dwelling of the Spirit of God, in fear and in trembling, we sing in the, in the, uh, the celebration of the liturgy of the Holy Eucharist. That is the greatest way we can draw near to God. And when I say fear, not the fear that he's going to strike us dead, that he's ready to pounce on our shortfalls. No, in reverence, total reverence and respect, because that's when we feel that love, that presence, that awe uh, that we have for God, the, the sanctity, the holiness of our God creator. You may you may have said, or you're, you're saying now, or you will say in the future, Oh, Rabbi, I have, or I am, or I did do what you've sp spoken about thus far, but I still didn't strengthen my relationship. I pray, I read the scriptures, but I still feel that there is um, flaws or, or my relationship is lacking. Well, at this point, we need to examine the manner of our prayer. How do we pray? We know that to build a relationship with God, there's an invitation from God, come, let us reason, let us communicate, let us build this relationship. So that is through prayer. But how do we pray? First and foremost, we, in a certain way, what was that? In a certain way, yes. Of course there is. The first and foremost, and Adrena is asking, is there a certain way? And I'm going to talk about that. She always jumps the gun, that's okay. The first and foremost is... Having faith to believe. How do you pray, talk to someone if you don't believe that he is there or he exists? You have no relate, no, no respect, no, no, um, no obedience to that being. First and foremost is faith. Look at what Saint James writes in his uh, in in his epistle, uh, chapter one, verses five and seven. But if any one of you lacks wisdom, 
or if anyone of you does not have a strong relationship with God, or if anyone of you has trouble forgiving, or if anyone of you has the problem and the weakness of gossiping, whatever, whatever it is. But James goes on to say about, uh, goes on to speak about the lack of wisdom. But if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask from God, who gives to everyone simply. So pray and ask. Amen to that. And does not reproach. God doesn't show partiality. And it will be given unto him. But, but, let him ask in faith, without wavering, no doubt. For he who wavers is like the waves of the sea, which the wind troubles. And let not that man think, that man who doubts and wavers, let not that man think he will receive anything from the Lord God. Whoever wavers, in his mind is troubled in all his ways. Well, maybe our prayers are not in faith. Maybe we're praying just for the sake of praying. Maybe I'm going to listen to this podcast and say, well, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Let's see how it goes. I remember I had warts on my fingers and I was in a church one day and I said to my mom, Mom, I'm going to go and ask the priest to pray on them. Maybe they will, um, he can pray on them and maybe they will fall off. My mom said, you know, don't go. There's no need for you to go to the priest. And I said, why? She says, we don't say maybe. Because if you say, maybe there's doubt, I'm wavering in my mind. No, I was only a 12, 13-year-old. Poor me. But that's true. No wavering. Faith is a very, very important, significant factor of our Christian life and our communication and our relationship with God. Hebrews 11. Read Hebrews 11. It's all about faith. Faith of Abraham, faith of those who are pre-Christ. Believe. In faith, we believe that God is listening. So if we're praying and you have doubts that God is actually listening to you, your mind tends to wander around and think, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to say a few words and see how it goes, you know. Believe that God is listening to you. Beloved Christians, believe that every promise, every warning, every gift in the Holy Scriptures that have been promised to the children of God are there for you. You who are listening right now, you who are driving, you who are vacuuming, you who are washing the dishes or cooking or putting the kids to sleep or changing diapers, whatever it is, those promises are for you and we must believe. St. Peter in his first epistles, chapter 3, verse 12, writes, because the eyes of the Lord God, listen to this, because the eyes of the Lord God are upon the righteous and his ears hear them, the face of the Lord is against evil, the evil, not sinners, the evil. As I said, God hears the prayers of the sinners. So if you, you're already writing yourself off, you're being encouraged, and all of a sudden, Satan's playing with your mind, saying, well, you're a sinner. This doesn't apply to you. Again, rebuke Satan in Jesus' name. Praise be to his name. The tax collector, in the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, Luke 18. The tax collector stands afar, doesn't, doesn't approach the altar, beats his breast, and this is his prayer. Not praise your name, Jesus, I love you, come into my heart and I accept it today. No. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said that the tax collector went home justified more than the Pharisee who was boasting. Yes, in John chapter 9, verse 31, the blind man who was healed after arguing with the, the priest says, but we know that God does not listen to the voice of a sinner. This is a blind man who's just been healed but listens to whoever worships him and does his will. This was the understanding of the Jews. 
So I don't blame him, but he's not correct. This is not Jesus telling us. The scriptures do not tell us that God does not listen to sinners. If God does not listen to sinners, how can these sinners repent? How can you tell a sinner to repent and ask God for forgiveness if we then say, well, but I'm sorry, God's not going to listen to you. Yes, God does listen. We may say God doesn't completely respond to the prayers that are not according to his will. Amen to that. But Jesus said, John, Matthew 7, 7, Ask and it shall be given unto you according to God's perfect timing, perfect way, perfect will and holiness. So number one was faith. Second is pray without ceasing. Don't expect to pray once and bang, you're going to be on fire for God and you want to preach the world. No, we need to continue. Jesus gave one specific parable of the widower and the unrighteous judge. And it specifically says, he said this parable to his disciples that so that they may pray consistently and not be wearied. Because when you pray unceasingly, you will then know the value of the gift that you've been given the first and foremost, to be blessed by being made worthy to approach God in your prayer. Pray without ceasing to continue with our communication with God. We're constantly talking to God. Pray without ceasing to continually acknowledge Him, praise Him, trust in Him, and wait on Him. Pray without ceasing to value the answer, the reply we receive. When God replies according to his perfect timing, as I said, perfect will and perfect way, we will truly treasure that. You know, when you earn something through sweat and tear, sweat and tears and, and, and struggles and, and, you know, uh, what is it, adrenalines and perseverance, it's valued so much. Those who win the gold medal in the Olympic Games, they train for four years. I think it's every four years, right? The Olympics, yeah. For four years, they're training and they put everything into it. So when they receive it, it really pays off. So when we continue to pray and continue to uh, beseech the Lord, and when we do receive according to his perfect will, remember Isaiah 55, 8, because my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways, says the Lord God. Don't think that God has to give you what you want, when you want it, how you want it. He may do that if it's pleasing to him and it's glorifying him. Pray remorsefully with tears in our eyes. Over our sins, blessed are those who mourn, Jesus says in 5, 4, Matthew. You know, we come to, you know, when we've done something wrong and we've, we've let down our best friend or our parents, you know, we come with a very contrite heart and a low spirit, but we expect to come in joy and, and, and chanting to the Lord when we are sinners and unworthy. Admit your faults, admit our sins, admit our foolishness, our weakness. Listen to what David prayed, how David, King David prayed in Psalm 6. Lord God, do not rebuke me in your wrath, neither discipline me in your anger. Have mercy upon me, Lord God, because I am sick. Meaning I'm sick, I'm, 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 I'm a sinner, I'm, I'm defiled. Heal me, Lord God, because my bones are troubled, my soul is very troubled. And you, Lord God, how long? Return, Lord God, and deliver my soul, and save me because of your kindness, because your memorial is not in the death and in Sheol. 
Who gives you thanks? I am weary with my groanings, and I have watered my bed every night with my tears, and I have washed my mattress with my tears. My eye is weak with grief, and I am troubled by all my enemies. Depart from me, all workers of lies, because Lord God has heard the voice of my weeping. Lord God has heard my request. The Lord God has accepted my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and thoroughly defeated. They shall be turned back and destroyed suddenly. Who are our enemies? Satan and his demons. With groaning and mourning, beloved. I encourage you to read a, a psalm before you open prayer as well. It gives you a lot of encouragement. And lastly, pray in humility. No pride, as I said, not only for the sake of praying. Acknowledge that you are truly unworthy. In truth, O oh my Lord, we are not worthy. We recite three times in the divine celebration of the divine liturgy. Bashrara marla shawenan. Draw in prayer in confidence. So when, when we are in humility, we draw in the confidence that is given to us by Jesus Christ. We are not worthy. I mentioned uh, uh, a few, um, uh, a part of the morning prayer. I'm going to continue uh, with that morning prayer. Unto you, O God of justice, restitute, Father of righteousness, Lord of truth, dwells in the incomprehensible light of his concealment. We go on to say, we cry out with fatigued and sorrowful conscience, with consciences that are carrying sadness and are drenched in the tears of mourning, we sound our voices. And with thoughts full of distresses and broken by meditation and sadness, we ask you, for our audacity, thickness of faces, is aware of the detestability of a crime. Do you see these words that are really admitting that, Lord, I have sinned. Lord, we are weak. How? Here it is, Adrena. Kneel before God. You can't be slumped on a couch and, and with your, you know, twiddling your feet and, what is it, twitching your feet and, hey, hey, God, how are you? Here I am, Lord. No, that's disrespectful. That is truly not respectful. Why? There are many occasions in the Bible where those who approached Jesus, they worshipped him. The demon-possessed man in Mark 5 says, came and worshipped him, kneeled before him. Jairus, whose daughter was dying, came and kneeled before him. A man whose son had seizures in Matthew 17, 14, kneeled before him. The man with leprosy in Mark 1, 40, kneeled before him. A Greek woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit in Matthew 7, 25, kneeled before him. Mary, the sister of Lazarus after his death, John eleven thirty two, 32, kneeled before him. A woman who desperately wanted to anoint Jesus came and kneeled before him. You know, we, we place our foreheads on the ground. We prostrate before the Lord, before the, the, the Holy Cross of our Lord and the Gospels. That's how we come in prayer. That's where we, we start feeling the spirit that I have entered the presence of God. I am going to communicate, communicate with God and pray to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Not only the Father through Jesus. What about the Holy Spirit? Did Jesus say, go and baptize in the name of the Father in my name? In the Father, the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. Pray by the prayers of the saints of our Lord who appeased him. They are alive. Matthew 
22.32 I am the living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. They had died. God is not of the dead, but of the living. So they are alive. Their prayers are interceding on our behalf. Don't be reluctant. Don't be reluctant and don't be turned off when you pray to mingle your prayers by the prayers of the saints of our Lord who are in heaven according to the revelations and are pleading on our behalf. But pray in that precious, majestic, dominant name of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the prayers of the saints in that name of Jesus Christ. Do the sign of the cross. Don't be reluctant and be ashamed of doing the sign of the cross. The sign of the cross is the sign of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. As His Holiness writes in his book, I, when you do the sign of the cross, it is, it is, it is a proclamation that I am a member of the Lord Jesus Christ, and as a member of Him, I am now going to pray, O Lord, hear my prayer. His book, The Beginner, the Beginner's Prayer Book. If you'd like a copy, please send us a message. We'd be more than happy to, to uh, supply one. And it, it, it entails everything. Praying at church, lastly. Come to church, beloved. Matthew 18, 20, Jesus says, Where there are two or three gathered in my name, where there are 200 or 300 gathered in my name, I'm not saying that two or three don't matter, but 200 to 300 people attending church, St. John Chrysostom writes, You cannot pray at home like you can at church. Listen to this. You cannot pray at home like you, pray, you can pray at church, where there is a great multitude, where exclamations are cried out to God as from one great heart, and where there is something more, the unions of minds, the accord of souls, the bond of charity, the prayers of priests. Last night when I heard people singing Qaddisha Alaha, the Trisagian, Holy God, Holy Mighty, it moved me more because I was praying with the church, with the community of the body of Christ, beloved. So prayer is the key to strengthen, to build, to begin that relationship with God and be patient and be persevering. I'd like to close off with a prayer that we close uh, one of the uh, Vespers, the evening prayers, and it begins like this, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and forever. Amen. Glory to you, Jesus, our conquering King, the brightness of the eternal Father, begotten without beginning before all times and things which came into being. We have no hope and expectation unless it be you, the Creator. By the prayer of the just and elect who have been approved by you from the beginning, pardon our sins and forgive our offenses, deliver us from our afflictions, answer our requests and bring us to the excellent light, and deliver us by the living sign from all harm, hidden and open. Christ is the hope of our nature, Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. One last thing, please also don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. If you'd like to suggest future episodes or give us detailed feedback, please visit the link in the description or on our Instagram, linktr.ee 
forward slash double-edged sword. God bless you all.